Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Serena Sung. So before we dig into what you're doing now as a university relations recruiter, I was thinking it might be helpful for our young listeners, Serena, if you painted the picture of all the different types of recruiting that exists because you are a university relations recruiter, but that by no means is the only type of recruiting that they could explore. Right. There's a lot of different areas when it comes to recruiting, probably even more than I can even list off the top of my head right now. But for example, within recruiting, you can look at the whole cycle. So for example, I'm more of a full cycle recruiter, which means that you take the candidate through the whole process from the interview stages and from finding the candidate to the offer stage. So other recruitment specialists will specialize in specific ones of those parts of the cycle. So for example, you have sourcers who are a LinkedIn recruiter and they go out on LinkedIn and actively try to find people who might be interested in the role. So they're hunting after, you know, maybe active or passive clients and they just worry about doing that. And then you have people on the opposite side of the spectrum who are closers and they're the people who convince people to join a company. So I think that's not as common of a role, but I've definitely heard of those types of people. And then you have people in between who are recruiting coordinators, who coordinate interviews. And then you have talent acquisition specialists who kind of do a little bit of everything. I think they're more full cycle recruiters anyways. They hire for full-time positions. And then you have university recruiters who hire for internships and co-ops and sometimes new grad roles. It really just depends on the company. And then you have different recruiters for different types of positions. So for example, technical recruiters, they might be recruiting more specifically for computer engineers, software engineers, those engineering positions. And then you also have, for example, executive recruiters who are recruiting specifically for director or above level positions, since that's like a very specific persona that they're looking for. So those are just a few of the options in recruiting. Great. That's super helpful. And what about the distinction, Serena, between a recruiter and a hiring manager? Because I do think there is confusion around that. 
Right. Yeah. So it's pretty important to understand the difference between both people since they play different roles during the process. So the recruiter is a person that you are going to come into contact with first, typically. So if you're at a career fair or if you get a phone call from someone at a company who is interested in your resume or interested in you applying for a position, then that will most likely be the recruiter because they're responsible for that part of the process. The hiring manager is the person that the recruiter works for to help get you know, someone to fill that position that they're looking for. So the hiring manager essentially is going to be your manager in the future. And then they're called the hiring manager because they're the person who's kind of like the point of contact and the most important person during the process. So you're going to be meeting with the hiring manager, usually most likely at the very end of the interview stage. So once you pass that final interview with the hiring manager, then you would be you know, in running for that final position. Yes. And having myself been a hiring manager in a variety of different industries, I can say that we're the ones that actually say yes right, <laughs> and give you the green light to then put forward that offer to the candidates. So we're saying, yeah, this person is a good fit. They're going to be on my team or they may be reporting to someone else on your team, but they're mm -hmm. the final word on whether or not you get the offer. That's true as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as I mentioned, you are currently a university relations manager. It's a job that you started in January of 2021. You graduated in December of 2020. What does a university relations recruiter do? Yeah. And of course, that depends on the company, too. Some university relations recruiters only focus on the recruitment side, but I do a little bit of everything. So I do the recruitment portion. I do the interview coordination. And then I also do some onboarding, you know, offboarding and then also program management. So I would say the recruitment and program management are probably the largest portions of my role. So I help those students get into the positions, but then once they are here at the company, I also help plan their training and their professional development once they're here. So, you know, the fun experience that you have as a summer intern and getting swag, getting to meet the other interns and socials, going through soft skills trainings and things like that. Those are the types of events and workshops that I also help plan. And how many interns do you recruit each cycle? And how many cycles are there for Cox Communications? Yeah, so there are three cycles. There's the fall and then there's the spring and the summer. So for internships, we only recruit interns for the summer, but for co-op positions, we recruit for those year round. Got it. And how many positions do you usually fill? We typically have about 30 co-ops come in every semester. And then on top of that, we'll have 40 interns for the summer. So that's just a rough number. And how do you juggle finding the right fit for all the different teams you're recruiting for? Because you're more than just a technical recruiter. Yes, you are recruiting for technical roles, but you're also recruiting for other teams where maybe knowledge of certain software isn't as essential as it would be if you were, let's say, joining the tech folks at Cox. Right. So that's why 
intake meetings are so important. So as a recruiter, what I do is before I start recruiting for a particular position, I will meet with the hiring manager to see what kind of profile they're looking for in a candidate. So we'll go over the skills that they're looking for. We'll go over any soft skills they're looking for as well, what kinds of majors they're looking for. That way we can accurately recruit for the type of profile they're looking for. So majors are potential deciding factors for some of these internships or co-ops? Right. So obviously they're not necessarily the end-all be-all when it comes to whether or not you receive an interview or whether or not you can even apply for the position, but it is a very good indicator because some of these people, they already know from the get-go what exactly they want to go into. So if you have a resume from someone who is a finance major versus someone who is a biology major and you're hiring for a financial analyst position, then obviously you're probably going to go with the person who was majoring in finance. So it is a good indicator of what your desired career outcome will be. I mean, that being said, there are exceptions that happen and there are related majors that could definitely fit into that kind of profile. But for, you know, the most effective recruiting, we usually try to target specific majors for certain roles. What is it like, Serena, having just been in school recruiting interns into and co-op participants into the corporate world. Do you find that these prospective candidates take you as seriously as you would like to be taken? Do you find that they're surprised that the person who is interviewing them was a student just a number of weeks ago? It's funny because I get emails all the time from candidates saying, hi, Mrs. Singh, or hi, Miss Serena, (laughs) which is totally not something I was used to, you know, eight months ago. So I guess people, you know, generally when they see working professionals, they assume that they're a little bit older, but I'm not someone who necessarily tries to hide that. If one of our students asks, how long have you been working at Cox? Then I'll tell them straight up, you know, I just graduated and I've been working here for about seven months at this point. So in a way, it's actually a good thing because it makes you more relatable to them. They understand that, oh, okay, it's cool to see that this person is working at Cox full time and I'm an intern so I can be in their shoes one day. Or they'll be able to say, okay, you know, you probably understand the struggles that I'm going through. Now I can approach you with this specific problem that I'm going through, whether that's adjusting to a virtual environment or not being sure about how to convert into full-time. And I think that just helps me be a little bit more approachable and relatable to them. Had you dealt with recruiters before you found yourself in this role? You mean specifically when I was applying for this role or just in general? any roles, any internships or any roles, had you interfaced with recruiters before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For example, I would go to career fairs all the time during undergrad and I would meet a lot of recruiters that way. When I was in the Society of Human Resource Management, we would also bring in a lot of recruiters to talk about available internships in HR. So I was able to form some connections with recruiters and kind of see what that world was like before stepping into it. And is there anything now that you have stepped into it that you're like, whoa, I wasn't really expecting this that you would want to share with our audience now that you're on the inside? I would say for anyone who's looking to go into recruiting, there is a lot more behind the scenes than you might think that there is. So when I first stepped into the role, I didn't realize how many 
legalities there were and all of these different nuances that came with, for example, hiring international students or that came with making sure that there's no bias in your process. There are a lot of understandably, you know, laws that govern HR processes that you have to make sure that you're fair and compliant to. But besides that, just learning the ropes of how to do the administration processes behind them. Because at the end of the day, you know, you are working in Excel spreadsheets and keeping track of data and you have to be really organized with everything on the back end because you're dealing with people. And if you make a mistake when it comes to hiring these people or, you know, even just putting the wrong date on something, then that could mess up a process for a candidate. So take us into a typical day, Serena. What does it look like for you? Yeah, morning I'll make my to-do list and perhaps have a team meeting and go over the essential to-do items for the rest of that week and bring up anything that needs to be discussed. After that, maybe we'll have a meeting with a hiring manager to just talk about what kind of profiles we're looking for and just do an intake meeting for them. In the afternoon, for example, I could be managing a couple of programs, sending out some emails, maybe have another meeting throughout the day. That's kind of how it goes. Lots of meetings and planning. When you are actually talking to prospects, do you have set questions that you have to ask every single candidate? Are you able to go off script? Yeah. So the way my job works is that I don't do phone screenings per se. I just I call candidates to make sure that they're eligible for the position and then that they understand what the nature of the role is. So in those kinds of situations, I do have certain qualifying questions that I ask just to make sure that they would be fit for the team or that they really understand what the position is, make sure that they're still interested and still applying for the position, you know, just to check a couple of boxes. But besides that, it's up to the hiring manager to do those interviews. So we do provide them you know, with questions that they can ask. But at that point, you know, some hiring managers have a preference of asking the exact same questions, but other ones might go a little bit more off script. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.